0: Hi everyone and welcome to the we are podcast, we are podcast i'm Mahana. We are off
1: in that. i'm Celine.
0: <laughs> yeah and today we are con- doing like a part two type thing to an episode we made earlier about israel and palestine so the first episode was basically just like historical context to the whole mm-hmm. conflict that's going on you should definitely check that out because it For is sure. super informative and i think it had a lot of good information in it um but th- this week we're going to be talking more about like the current conflict and like how what the details of that are and kind of how that came to be.
1: Yeah um so just as a quick like recap of kind of what we talked about in our last episode um basically the Israel-Palestine conflict is over like religious um like differences in religion and also like land so essentially like Arabs were living in, um, the area that was Palestine, and then, like, a lot of Jewish people were, like, fleeing persecution and stuff, and they wanted to establish their homeland in the area where the Palestinians were, um, so then there was this huge conflict over, like, who should have the land, and, um, basically, they just kind of, like, started going to war and, like, fighting, and there were attempts to, like, make solutions, but, um, it didn't actually end up happening so the conflict has actually been going on for like a long time Mm -hmm. but recently there has been some major events that have like escalated it into like a full-blown war so basically what happened um was that on October 7th um in the morning fighters of Hamas broke out of the Gaza Strip and launched a surprise attack on southern Israel and Hamas is basically a group of like extremist um terrorists who are um with Palestine and they essentially like really want the land so they're they'll they typically like use really dramatic measures to like get their point across and stuff so I just want to be clear about something Hamas does not equal like Palestine mm-hmm. like when we talk about Palestinian people we're not talking about Hamas and yeah. vice versa so like there's a big differentiation there um between like a terrorist group and just like Palestinian civilians who are just yeah. living in that area
0: and obviously like the ideals of Hamas do not represent the ideals of Palestine as a whole and Mm -hmm. also I think it's important to note that Hamas like their goal their purpose was to eradicate Israel and now I think it's changed to where they just want more like territory but like their originally like foundational Mm -hmm. principles was to end Israel as Mm -hmm. like as a state as a whole and like end the Israeli um Homeland, I guess. Right. But now it's kind of changed a little bit, and it's you know Hamas is a terrorist group recognized by the U.S. And again, like Selene said, those are different things. So
1: yeah, definitely. Um. So essentially, on like October seventh, during the surprise attack, Hamas fighters started like storming the houses of all these people in a small kibbutz, which is basically like a community of people in Israel. And Hamas also attacked like at least seven military posts near the border of Gaza. Um, and Gaza is, like, Palestinian territory, by the mm-hmm. way. And it's disputed at the moment. Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on in Gaza right yeah. now. And I'll get into that. But um, basically, they wanted to, like, disable detection and communication so they could, like, basically... Um, just put the Israelis at a disadvantage and stuff. And Mm -hmm. they use like, snipers and commercial drones with explosives. So they were very violent through their attacks. And more than 1,400 people were actually killed in the attack. Some of these people were, like, identified as soldiers or military personnel. But, like, some of them were civilians, which is really sad. And it's, like... Really hard to find accurate accounts of like how many people died and how many were civilians, since like a lot of media misconstrues a lot of numbers mm-hmm. and there can be a lot of like confusion over what actually happened because there's so much bias towards this, so like I'm giving um numbers from like the most unbiased sources I can find, but again, like stuff that I say might not be entirely accurate just because the projections everywhere might be biased in mm-hmm. some way um but so most of the victims um that died uh were shot by gunmen. And then along with this, around forty five hundred explosive projectiles were launched um between October seventh and ninth. And the like the there were a ton of fires from that and the number of fires detected in Israel on October seventh was actually like the second highest day of any in the past decade, which is pretty crazy to see how much violence was happening and so along with this um, Hamas actually took over 200 hostages which has been definitely the thing that a lot of people are talking about it's been on the news everywhere Mm -hmm. and the hostages included people that Hamas like captured in border towns one of them was actually like a music festival where a lot of people died and they got a lot of hostages there and then also military bases and they included like adults and also children which is really terrible and a nine month old baby too it's really inhumane and they took like the hostage is basically to bring more attention to their cause and to give them leverage against Israel for, like, negotiations or, like, getting what they want. So, um, another of, like, Hamas's de- demands um, after they got the hostages is the release of Palestinian prisoners. Um, and basically, Israeli has been, um, like, jailing some of these prisoners in their in estimated, like, 5,000 Palestinian prisoner, prisoners in Israeli jails. Um, so they want to, like set those people free, and they think that, like, getting hostages on their end could, like, create this negotiation, um, and, like, families of the hostages have called on Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to, like, consider an all-for-all exchange, so, like, releasing all the hostages for all the prisoners, um, but that's not necessarily what the Israeli government, like, wants to do at the moment, like, they officials said they haven't completely ruled it out, but they believe that like a military offensive right now um is going to be the best strategy and that's part of the reason why there's been so much like destruction now Mm -hmm. is because they believe that like their military offense is gonna like get the hostages released
0: yeah and i think like that one of the most unique and like important distinctions in this conflict is that it's more israel versus hamas than israel versus palestine yeah and like what's unique is that israel israel's attacks on Mm -hmm. palestine are done as a united state as a government whereas palestine's side of it is more like hamas is the separate group separate entity. there is no like united palestinian government that is attacking israel so it's basically like a united government versus a subsection of a strong extreme extremist terrorist group Mm -hmm. and that's why i think a lot of things get misconstrued because a lot of people are perceiving it as like palestine versus israel and they're viewing Hamas as all of Palestine when in reality it's a actual government versus a group in charge that doesn't represent the people um and I think that's kind Mm. of why like a lot of people a lot of civil rights activists typically um try to give more mercy to Palestinians because they Mm -hmm. understand that like they are kind of being subjected by Hamas to the attacks right. yeah, instead definitely. of like
1: yeah so I think it's so important not to associate those two groups and then also like be careful associating like the Israeli government with just like yeah. citizens in Israel it goes for both sides I think there's something to say about the fact that the governments are the ones taking these actions and civilians may not actually agree with that so like just like associating it these people and like oversimplifying it is part of the reason why there's so much bias in yeah. this
0: Definitely. Um, And just in terms of, like, most recent events that have happened, on October 17th, there was actually a bombing at a hospital in Gaza called the Al-Ahli Arab Hospital. And American intelligence agencies say that the death toll was between 100 and 300 people, but Hamas intelligence actually estimates around 500 people dying. Um, And basically, prior to the attack, Israel told Palestine that in the north told palestinians in the north of gaza to move south for their safety um and then the hospital that was bombed said they received two israeli warnings to evacuate however the director of staff said that they couldn't leave since it wasn't plausible to move that many people in such a short amount of time especially like the hospital patients that were in critical conditions um and after the bombing and like it obviously did a lot of destruction, Palestinian officials were very upset, and they blamed Israel for killing innocent civilians, and they said that um, Washington had given Israel a cover for the aggression, it was kind of enabling Israel to do these acts, Um, and Israel also, like, denied responsibility for the attack, and said the blast was caused by a failed rocket launch from the Islamic Jihad, an extremist group of Palestinians, Um, so they're, they're kind of, like, denying it, but Biden also denied it that Israel had a part in this and placed the blame on Palestinian militants. So there is a lot of, like, unknown regarding it, but I think it is more commonly agreed upon that it was Israel that had staged the attack.
1: Yeah, so I think, like, at the beginning, a lot of news agencies were kind of, like, blaming Israel and, like, putting that out there and mm-hmm. people were, like, pushing that image. And then it was, like, there was more dispute over that. So it's still, like, totally... It's not certain, like, the yeah. U.S., is not placing blame on Israel, but we also have to recognize the U.S. is biased in this conflict too, so so we can't totally trust the U.S. or any other country for that matter. So I would say, like, at the moment, there's no solid evidence for... Who's responsible yeah
0: definitely i think i yeah it's kind of
1: just yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right okay so then another big event really recently was actually um something that happened at a refugee camp so on october 31st halloween mm-hmm. um attackers from israel hit a refugee camp in the gaza strip which again is like the palestinian territory um where like the it's like a really concentrated area of like where a lot of palestinians are mm-hmm. um but according to palestinian health officials at least least 50 Palestinians were killed and 150 were wounded and there was like a ton of structural damage too like there were craters and buildings were destroyed so it was just like a big attack and the refugee camp had been like a place for families of refugees like from wars or just like to escape anything and it was actually established in 1948 so it had been running for a while um and it was like hard for the refugee camp to like cope with this attack since there's such a lack of resources like including electricity and medicines and hospitals Mm -hmm. that's one of the Big issues right now is that so many people are injured, but there's like no place for them to go. There's not enough medicine to go around, so it's really like a humanitarian crisis. And um, Israel Defense Forces claim that they targeted the refugee camp because like several Hamas members were there, including Ibrahim Biari, who's like one of the main Hamas commanders who was actually responsible for the October 7th attack on Israel. But Hamas denied the presence of one of their leaders at the refugee camp and basically just said like they just wanted to kill. Palestinians and they were just trying to justify their own actions by saying they were killing Hamas leaders um and then there was another strike against a neighborhood of the same refugee camp on Wednesday too um the day after and the airstrike killed at least 80 people and injured like hundreds more yeah and the majority of the casualties were actually women and children which is really sad um and the Israeli defense forces claimed that the second attack was targeted at uh, like a Hamas command and control complex and um, the strikes from Israel this week alone have killed at least 8,700 people according to the Palestinian Ministry of Health mm-hmm. um, and like 70 United Nations aid workers were also like in the area to just like help out and like give humanitarian aid but they actually ended up being caught in the crossfire and um they died too which is really sad Mm -hmm. um and Israel like continues to justify by saying that they're killing off Hamas members um and they claim that they have killed like around 50 Hamas terrorists from their attacks on the Gaza Strip but um many people like condemn this still like including a lot of aid organizations and diplomats just because so many people have died like in vulnerable positions like at a refugee camp um, especially so many like young people and the U.S. has stayed in staunch support of Israel so um, they have said that it's Israel's right to defend themselves and continue doing what they're doing.
0: Yeah and I think it's just important to like recognize that you know, while Israel says that they have killed approximately 50 Hamas terrorists, like, that's relative to the 9,000 deaths that have happened, like, in Mm -hmm. this past week alone. So, like, kind of just looking at that ratio, like, 50 to 9,000, like, that's a lot of civilian casualties of innocent people. Um, And that's just something to
1: know. I think, yeah, yeah, it's important to take in, like, the bigger picture, like, of course, like, even if they did attack some Hamas leaders, like, is it worth it? And that's something that people often don't agree on.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we encourage you to do your own research, of course. Um, But there's just a lot to take on. And we're just covering kind of like the main things Um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like the US, like Celine touched upon US is an ally of Israel, and it is very heavily supporting them. They have given over 260 billion dollars in aid since world war Two, um and they basically just have continued to support them um and especially this year because of obviously like the conflict i think it was estimated that it would be like above 14 billion dollars in aid going to israel um yeah. biden actually went to visit israel in late october he announced that 100 million of aid would be given to pal- palestinians um that were like innocent civilians and convinced israel to agree to allow humanitarian aid into gaza and he also met with families of victims of the october 7th attack um Biden had a couple of quotes from this, and he said, quote, must, Justice must be done, but I caution this. While you feel that rage, don't be consumed by it. After 9-11, we were enraged in the U.S. We, shot, we sought justice and got justice. We also made mistakes. Um, And then just kind of, like, analyzing this, a group of Harvard students issued a statement against Israel saying that we, the undersigned student organization, um, hold the Israel, uh, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. The statement was from the Harvard Palestine Solidarity Groups,
1: and they actually have been blacklisted. Which yeah, is- I think that goes to show like how polarized yeah. people's views are of this issue. I think like it's definitely prevalent that like people can have consequences for based on their view like on either side um it's definitely more common in the U.S. for people to I think like be in support of Israel but I feel like on either side you could get backlash I think it's
0: definitely people who are um Muslim or all very strong support of Palestine because Mm -hmm. you know their religious connection and obviously vice versa I, I I mean I know a lot of Jewish people who are posting in support of Israel. So mm-hmm. it it's very sad that it go, comes down to religion, but at the end of the day it is like a territorial and yeah.
1: religious dispute. So yeah. it's it's difficult and touchy. It definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So another like huge issue with this is just like aid and like it actually being blocked to certain groups of people. So like two shipments of aid arrived in Gaza over the weekend. Um and our notes just flipped yes so yeah so basically like aid is like kind of being blocked so um in the aid like arrived it was like the first aid since Israel started bombing the Palestinian enclave after like the Hamas attack on October 7th and like in the enclave it was like home to 2.3 million people and they've been in like Dire need of humanitarian aid, of course, like after Israel has actually been cut off of food, fuel and electricity supplies before launching a bombing campaign. So um, at least eight planes carrying aid from Turkey, the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Jordan, and Tunisia um, have landed at El Arish International Airport in Egypt's um, peninsula, Sinai Peninsula. And India has sent like medical and disaster relief to El Arish on Sunday. So like luckily people are like able to send more aid now. Mm-hmm. And Rwanda has also sent 16 tons of humanitarian aid to Gaza. Um, The European Union is launching, like, an air brigade and has tripled its ass- air bridge and has tripled its assistance to the territory, too. And, like, a lot of EU countries, including Germany, Denmark, and Sweden, have, like, actually suspended their aid to Gaza as a response to the Hamas attacks, too. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I think it can be just sad because they're, I think associating again Hamas with the Palestinians and of course Palestinians still need aid no matter what. Yeah,
0: the Gaza people are suffering like the most right. I
1: and I think that's really important to know. Yeah, yeah. and more than 200 trucks carrying roughly 3,000 um tons of aid have been like near the crossing on the Egyptian side waiting for Israeli approval to dr- like go into Gaza, which I think is like another big thing to know is that like Israel, like, a lot of the times has control over what aid goes yeah. into Gaza and goes to the Palestinians. And, of course, like, they're going to try to block the aid as much as they can, which is when it becomes such a big humanitarian crisis that the Palestinians don't actually have access to a lot of aid. It's really terrible. Yeah. Um and then Jeremy Hopkins, who's like a UNICEF representative in Egypt, said um, this is not enough to cover the needs of the people in Gaza. And instead, there should be, quote, at least 100, 200 trucks going in per day. So mm-hmm. they're definitely not receiving as much as they need. Yeah.
0: And just to like clarify, from my understanding, I think a lot of the aid for Gaza is like being transported to Egypt. And then Egypt is then transporting right. that through, in, through trucks through the border, because I believe Israel has allowed like the border between Egypt and Gaza to like be more open and so they can transport the trade or the aid from egypt to gaza through to the trucks yeah yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and then also more than a million people have been displaced from this too and tens of thousands have been wounded and need urgent care so of course the humanitarian assistance is necessary and um the aid like convoys carried medical supplies from the world health organization such as dressings anesthetics and painkillers um And the trucks have also like had a lot of food, which is um, just good for like, because like when people are displaced, they're going to like lose a lot of access to like their normal supplies of food and water. Um, And then they've also transported like water as well. And um, US allegiances to Israel like make it Like, I guess, like, a lot of the time we don't recognize the issue of, like, the blockade to, like, Palestinian aid and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is definitely something that I feel like we should um, bring more awareness to. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, as Ahana was talking about, Biden visiting um, Israel and, like, giving the Palestinians aid, I think that's a good step towards recognizing that they do need help and that they are, Mm -hmm. like, help is not as accessible to them as, as it should be. Um, and then many European countries also help Israel too. So there's a lot of, um, people involved in helping Israel and sending them aid. And then since October 7th, attacks by Hamas have prompted requests for millions of dollars in security aid from the U.S. to Israel, um, which is like the continuation of a basically long established relationship where the United States has like helped Israel's defense budget with additional support, like so much of like the U.S., um like money that's sent to Israel is like for like military and defense yeah I think 99% States, yeah, of it yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. and then last year you know the U.S. gave 3.3 billion dollars for that defense and um in a bipartisan agreement they plan to give 14.3 billion this year to to yeah. Israel so yeah yeah
0: So that's just kind of like the rundown of like country support and aid. Um, And now we're just going to wrap it up with what you can do. So first thing is educate yourself on the situation and make informed decisions on who you choose to support. Or honestly, you don't need to necessarily support one side over the other. Mm -hmm. You can just support the innocent civilians that are dying on both sides. And it doesn't necessarily need to be partisan. Mm -hmm. It can be. And I'm not saying being partisan is wrong. And I understand that. Like, for a lot of people, being partisan is the solution to change. But mm-hmm. if you are not comfortable in making that decision, then it is perfectly fine to donate aid just to the innocent civilians that are yeah, dying. Um, and we're going to link a couple of donations Um, just to shout out some of the big ones. Red Cross, Global Giving, Save the Children, and Doctors Without Borders are some mm-hmm. big ones that are involved. Um, another thing you can do is read and watch stories about the civilians. I see so many videos from people in gaza that are like yeah. suffering um and mm-hmm. then also just contact congress about changes that you want to see
1: yeah, so, yeah, I really hope that you learned something about this. Again, um, keep tuned because we're probably going to continue this series about Israel and Palestine. And um, check out our last episode.
0: Yeah, so continue to watch us. Please do your own research and just stay informed and updated on this topic and do as much as you can to support the innocent people dying in Gaza. Um. And, yeah, follow the pod and stay tuned. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye.